0: You're listening to a Rock Candy Podcast.
1: Hey, I'm Will and they call me the doctor. And I'm Joe, the maestro. We host a podcast called Common Creatives, (laughs) where we break apart the art we love to see what makes it tick. Basically, we give you the definitive take on whatever or whoever we're discussing. You don't need to go anywhere else. So check out Common Creatives wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Sacred Tension, the podcast about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. My name is Stephen Bradford Long, and we are here on the Rock Candy Podcast Network. For more shows like this one, go to rockcandyrecordings.com. All right. Well, as usual, before we get started, we have just a few pieces of housekeeping. First, we are continuing to grow the Rock Candy Podcast Network. And so we already have some amazing shows on board. We have Bible Bash, Bubble and Squeak, Eleven D Life, Sacred Tension, of course. And we are continuing to grow the network. If you have a podcast or if you have an idea for a podcast and you're interested in what we're doing, if you're interested in kind of the weird, indie, quirky kind of Satany post-Christian glittery unicorn thing that we have going on. Uh, then please reach out to me and pitch your idea. You can do that by uh, you can do that via the contact page at stephenbradfordlong.com and I cannot wait to hear your pitch. Of course, I also have to thank my patrons on Patreon. The patrons are the lifeblood of this show. They ensure that this show has a long life and that everything else that I'm involved with has a long life as well. So if you like the live shows that we're putting on with Rock Candy, if you uh, like the other podcasts, if you like the bands that we're producing at Rock Candy, uh, all of that is helped by your patronage. So I have to thank my latest patrons. Oh, and by the way, I do record my shows kind of way, par- way far apart. And so if I end up missing your name, if you're a patron and I end up missing your name, I'm so very sorry. Um, I'm, I will be sure to get to your name soon in one of the upcoming episodes. So if I don't say your name in this one, don't worry, it'll come up in, in one of the forthcoming shows. So today, t- I have to thank... 80, Sam Raven, Madgewall7, Victoria, Lauren, Stuart, Darren, and Harry Hoofkloppen. Thank you all so much. You are keeping my cats fed, and you are making sure that I have enough caffeine to get through another week of content creation. You are supporting my crippling content creation addiction, and it really is kind of crippling. Like, it, it really does kind of uh, fuck up your life. I spend way too many hours editing these shows, but it's all worth it. I do it all for you. All right. Well, with all of that out of the way, I am incredibly excited to welcome William Morrison to the show. He is one of the original uh, National Council members of the Satanic Temple. He is a former member... Of the legendary band Skinny Puppy, and he is the executive producer of TST TV. All right, William, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thanks for having me. So,
1: okay, we have so much to talk about, and I'm kind of like struggling <laughs> here because you're like I, I'm looking at my list of stuff that I want to talk to you about and uh, feeling kind of overwhelmed. So, the the main thing that I want to talk to you about. And this will require some kind of explaining and introducing for the audience because no one has heard of this shit. This is completely new for, I would say, 90% of my audience. I want to talk to you about the process church of the final judgment. And so the process church of the, uh, yeah, right. And the process church of the final judgment uh, is this weird cult, kind of satanic. Cult, sat- satanic. Well, I wouldn't
0: say satanic. Okay. right off the bat. Uh, so the yes. So the process uh, described themselves uh, or were described as a deviant psychotherapy cult. Um, I like that. Uh, so I'm already uh, here for it. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> right, and uh, so the, the the you know the process were uh, was started by a group of architects uh, in England. Okay. Um. Uh, and uh, and they were Scientologists actually, and then they okay. broke away from Scientology. And and uh, the Process was, was born at that point.
1: Fantastic. So um, the Process Church is at kind of this weird intersection of all of these interesting issues— for the satanic temple because it has to do with witch hunts which of course the satanic temple is very interested in kind of moral panics and witch hunts and the satanic panic you know uh tst of course has a whole campaign called gray faction uh people can listen to my interview with the leaders of gray faction with the director of gray faction if you're interested in that um and but it also has to do with kind of original you know Lucian Greaves in his conversation with you Lucian Greaves for people who don't know is the founder of TST he talked about how the process church was very influential in in his and Malcolm Jerry's conception of TST um, yes, so absolutely. It, yeah, yeah. So, it, so it's kind of—it's it, historically important for us, right? And so we're, we are Satanists, and this podcast is, is more and more being listened to by Satanists. I have a lot of other, you know, weird, crazy progressive Christians and atheists and pagans and whatnot who listen. Um, but understanding the process, Church, seems to be really central to understanding TST as well. Um, also, I have to say that there is a fantastic documentary about the Process Church uh, on TST-TV called Sympathy for the Devil, and it is absolutely amazing. And I just recently—I I wa- I finished it today, actually, and it, it's great. So tell us some about your own involvement with the Process Church. Like, what what got you interested in the Process
0: yeah, that's an interesting story. I, uh, I mean, the reason that uh, that Lucy and I became friends, which predates TST by like God, fifteen years, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, was due to the process. So that's a long story as well. But, mm. uh, but, um, uh, so uh, I moved to California um, in 1992 when I believe it was '92, when uh, Skinny Puppy got signed to American Recordings, and we all moved into a house on uh, Zuma Beach in California that um, uh, the record label had, uh, uh, Rick Rubin actually um, from um, Def Jam and mm. uh, who started American uh, rented this house for us, it's the famous old house, he actually lives in it now um, and you know bands like The Band and, and uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix and all these people recorded there had this really long musical lineage and uh at the time that was we're we're talking like predating the web at that point uh, the visual web the you know like the yeah. first web browser that was released and um and i was really into i was a unix guy and i was really interested in the internet and i i could see the you know what was going to come next or, or, or some version of it anyways and so you know we were trying to figure out what we were going to do with this project and what we were going to call this record and um and then we had invited Genesis Peorich, um, to come down and uh, stay with us and work with us on the project. Um, Genesis is uh, considered to be the godfather of industrial music. Uh, he's yes. from a band called Throbbing Gristle and Psyche TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, has created his own sort of cult, which is called Tobi. And uh, I'm, I'm sure lots of your listeners probably are aware of that. Mm. Um, Jen walked in the door and, um, and we became fast friends, and uh, and I think I told the story when I was talking to Lucian. But uh, um, you know, I was just I was just basically sitting there brainstorming with him uh, about what we might do with the whole concept of the record and where it was going to go. You know, in terms of what we were what we were trying to create with Skinny Puppy at that time. And um, and I, I looked at Jenna and I said, you know, I've got this idea, and I call it cultural engineering. And he starts laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he literally, he, pulls, he, he was wearing a fanny pack.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And he reaches, he reaches in and he pulls out his business card uh, uh, and hands it to me. And it says, Genesis Pure cultural engineer.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: it, yes. It it's also really very sinister.
1: Moment. Like, I can, I can imagine the conspiracy theorists, like, getting all over that.
0: Yeah, well the thing with Jen is that I mean dating back to that time is that he was involved with, you know, the merry pranksters and right. you know all these and and you know when he was in LA he would go stay with Timothy Leary at his house before he passed. Hmm. And um you know so he had a lot of friends that were all, you know, cultural pranksters if you will. Yeah. And uh anyway so so we started talking and we started talking about some symbology and you know, and uh, just the whole idea of the Internet and all this kind of stuff that was going on at the time. And he uh, so he asked me, you know, have you heard of the process? And I hadn't at the time. And and Jen had a whole archive of the process materials. So he started uh, bringing that stuff forth, and we started looking at it, and, and Ogre, um, the singer from Skinny Puppy, got very intrigued and interested by it. And the thing that really compelled us was – uh, the idea of the union of union of opposites in in the process church, which was that you know there was Christian and satanic elements within the church. Yes. And uh, and you know it was really about balance and and it's something that really appealed to us. And all the symbols and everything were really amazing as well. And uh, I've, I've I've got a tattoo on my arm that uh, Genesis and Ogun and I got together one day in in uh, in, in Hollywood hmm. when we were working on that project. Um, the uh, so uh we so at that point we we had we all thought the process was completely defunct and thought it would be really fun to to uh engage that sort of idea and also um uh kind of jumpstart, you know this the, the idea that the process was still ex- in existence um and that's how the whole thing started so that was my uh introduction to the process and i uh, um uh, you know, I, I started to delve into Robert DeGrimson's writings, and Robert DeGrimson was, was really the centerpiece of the process and the uh, the person that, that penned all the sort of core literature around the process. And he was a really inspired incredible writer as well. So, now, um, yeah, go on. No, no, no. You, go ahead. Uh,
1: and just out of personal curiosity, I'm—I haven't looked mm. this up yet. Uh, I'm sure it's like one Google search away if I look for it. But are his writings like available online if people want to go look at it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was okay. a couple of really popular ones. Like if you if you search for um, "humanity as the devil," that's a that's a really good example of Dick Grimson's writing. And, okay. um But there's so much. Yeah. I mean, you can find that stuff online now.
1: Very sure. cool. So talk some about the kind of philosophic how is it that the process influences the satanic temple because you know uh lucian greaves talked about how in in his conversation with you and by the way um this is very like satanic insider baseball for for listeners who are not satanists um so if you aren't a satanist you might not find this conversation as interesting and i'm really sorry about that i'll get i'll get back to talking to sex workers and socialists in the next episode um but (laughs) uh but lucian in that conversation with you on his Patreon, I think that conversation is also available on TST-TV, talks about how the process was more influential on TST than uh, Church of Satan even was. And I think that that's kind of surprising to a lot of people because most people, they hear Satanism and they instantly think Anton LaVey, they instantly think Church of Satan, they think... um, you know, kind of his his Ayn Randian, uh, social Darwinist bullshit. And so in what way is the process more influential on TST than uh, even Church of Satan? At least that's kind of the word—that's what I understood Lucian saying in that conversation.
0: Yeah, well, you kind of answered your own question there, because the the thing uh, about the process was they were very much a do-gooder cult, if you will. Sure. Um, and uh you know there was uh, and there 's a lot of parallels between the way Tst um, operates and the process operates as well there were the i, I think we're uh, our membership right now is about at a hundred thousand mm. and at the at the peak of the process they had the same amount of members uh you know around the world um, mostly centered in the u s but um, mm. but they you know they ran food lines they uh, they had these coffee shops um uh you know where where I mean, I, one of the main differences is, is I think that they actually, you know, they had priests in black robes and, and all that kind of stuff that would go out in and process Their look was about. amazing. But,
1: uh, like, their their cloaks yeah, and their look, yeah. oh my god. And their, like, the combination of, like, black, purple, and red, and it was so awesome. Like, yeah. their design, yeah, and th- yeah, it was so yeah. compelling
0: yeah and 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 also you know they really promoted themselves uh uh through pop culture so there's a lot of you know people like Marianne Marianne faithful and hmm. and um and uh and parliament you know like they were just like a really cool sort of movement that was happening that was almost like they were kind of hippieish but they were sort of anti hippie at the same time right and uh but but they did a lot of public work and um and uh and you know that was they were all about compassion and and that is i think to me is always like the, the core difference between the church of Satan and no disrespect to Anson LeBay. I think he was a performer and a really interesting character
1: and a pioneer and for his day.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I, I respect that history and I think we all do um, at least at the core of what we're doing. Um, yes. But, uh, but the difference is that we're, you know, it, that I think COS is based on being self-centered and, and TSD is completely the opposite. And that you know that we're that we about being compassionate to other human beings and creatures and and you know and and making positive change. The process was very similar in that regard. So um, uh, they uh, you know they did a lot of outreach and community service. Um, but yes, their the basic sort of philosophy of the process was, uh, in terms of their image, was that they wanted to scare people into realizing that the world was in a state of crisis. So they want it to be as scary as possible in terms of their image.
1: <laughs> That's really interesting. And, I, you yeah. know, just what immediately comes to mind for me when you say that are other kind of protest movements. Like I think of Extinction Rebellion, who yep. who are kind of trying to simulate um, what a climate crisis would be like by shutting down traffic and that kind of thing. And so, right. you know, I... I immediately think of other kind of social justice and protest movements that shock or frighten or uh, kind of destabilize in order to get across the, a really, really important point. Um, so yeah. you so you yeah. seem, and and listening to that conversation with Lucian Greaves, he as well, you both seemed to have a, a generally positive view of the process. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. okay,
1: yeah. yeah, and and so there are also elements in the process, especially near the end, that were kind of culty. Um,
0: yeah, so I think could yeah, you talk could mean, you speak so- to that
1: speak t- well and and here I guess here's my question in particular um, the 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 struggle of still finding good in a particular organization, even or in a particular religion, even when we start to see the ways in which it can be destructive or it can fall apart, and I'm wondering right. if if you could talk some to that process because I I think we all struggle with that in some way. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm just curious to hear what you say about that.
0: Yeah. So in order for me to really talk about that, I, I I'll have to fill in, in in a bit more of the the story. Yes, um, absolutely. In terms of uh, so with skinny puppy. Um, the band imploded when we were in Malibu, It was, uh, uh, and, and not in a very nice way, and we all kind of went our separate ways. I went back to Canada at that point, um, and we had launched Process.org. And I was still pushing the project ahead, but I was kind of on my own at that point. And, um, and then I, I got an email one day from somebody who said that they were the first child born to the process. And then I got a flood of emails from people who were actually members of the process, and that came out of nowhere um and uh at first it was a bit int- intimidating because i didn 't and then I realized I got contacted from the Albany chapter, which was still in existence, and then I got contacted from the Toronto chapter, which was still in existence wow. they weren't they weren 't done they were they just went underground hmm. so uh so that and they and their approach was you know uh kind I guess would be the word uh you know, uh, they had a lot of questions uh, hmm. so I engaged with them and uh, you know, I told them about the nature of how we were representing them and our project and who skinny puppy was, and it resonated with them. and so it was all good. That was fine. But then what happened next is I became a conduit for people that were part of the process back in the day to reconnect with the existing chapters and um, huh. and they actually started calling me the the catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I became this like way station for ex-process members, so I got to hear all these stories and it was super interesting, and that's about the same time that I, that, that uh, Lucian got in contact with me because he was interested in the process and he uh, was starting to formulate maybe the idea of writing a book about the process, and that's how we met. And that, that's that's circa probably '95. That's um,
1: fascinating. Uh,
0: yeah, it was really really interesting, and uh, and I eventually was in Toronto. I'm Canadian. Um, and, uh, and I met with one of the priests of the Toronto chapter, uh, and we sat down and we had lunch together and, and, and he told me that, you know, everybody in the process had been talking about me and us and, you know, what we had done and they were totally, totally fine with it and felt that we were, uh, representing them a way that they, you know, that they were okay with, but they just, they didn't want to become public. And then what happened next was, uh, um. Uh, the Albany chapter decided that they would like to become public. We had the uh, domain for process.org. So I actually turned over the domain to them and they went online for a while and uh, and then um, quickly decided that was a bad idea. <laughs> Why <laughs> you was know, that? When the, when the, when, well, so what happened with the process was that uh, there were a couple of books written about the process. So one of the, I think, mistakes that they made besides you know, the way that they're representing themselves visually on the streets was um, uh, uh, they went uh, during the whole Manson, uh, when Manson was in jail, uh, they uh, visited him, uh, some of the process members visited him, and that became public knowledge. And um, and and then um, Maury Terry wrote this book that was a New York Times bestseller called The Ultimate Evil, and he pegged the process for, you know, for telling, you know, Manson and his cult scope, go- you know, kill Sharon Tate and 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 you know all that stuff, which was all bullshit. The process sued them; they had the book taken off the shelves, but there was there was already so many in circulation mm. at that point that um, it, it, and and then the FBI started kicking down doors at that point. That's crazy. So, uh, so <clears throat> yeah, it was it's a really crazy story. So a lot of people had their lives overturned because of their involvement with with the process, and um, um, so yeah. I mean, fast forward to. After that, um, I, uh, so I, I'm not sure if the Albany chapter is still in existence or the Toronto chapter. Honestly, I've lost touch with them. Okay, but uh, but so Robert De was was uh, was the core writer of the process, and his wife Marianne um, was, uh, he, but she was a real power player in the whole thing, and she actually booted Robert out of the process at one point. Yeah,
1: she was kind and, of the the um, power behind the throne, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, and so yeah. so so Lucian and I were actually going to make a documentary about the process. But it was all predicated on getting an interview with Robert Grimson, and Lucian uh, had spoken to his wife several times, uh, but Robert just would not budge. She wouldn't do it, and mm. so, the, and the central thing about our documentary was, uh, for my, I, I grew up in England, so you know the uh, I really have, I, I do understand the sort of class structure there, and I think that Americans don't really understand how um, embedded that is in the culture. So Marianne, uh, back in the um, you know 50s, was uh, a prostitute in Glasgow, and in Scotland. So so and Glasgow back in the day was a very hard town, still is. But like like back then, it was it was a hard, hard, hard town. Hmm. And the members of the process were all middle middle or upper class Englishmen. So I my sort of sort of central thesis uh, was that. Um, uh, she took her her street smarts and her beauty and used that to torture these English guys for the rest of their lives,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> class warfare class yes, warfare that's really I think really that's what it was about, so to answer your original question, sorry to take to meander for so long, but uh um so what happened with the process was you had this core group of people. Um, uh, that you know had created the whole thing and then it blew up into this big institution and the people at the center were that's where the collapse happened you know they they were sure. all Marianne became this controlling figure and you know there was a lot of sexual politics and all the stuff that was going on behind closed doors mm-hmm. and she was you know she, she was maniacal in the way that she that that she dealt with with everybody and um, and she just ripped these guys to shreds and so Really, at that point, to me, there was, you know, de Grimson was thrown out, but really de Grimson's writings were, to me, the pillar of the process, and the people that were the next generation of processians, you know, were the people that that really took that value system and enacted it in reality, more so than the, the inner core.
1: That's really interesting. And, you know, listening to you talk, and, and especially about kind of that reconciliation of opposites, so I, I I relate so much to that, and especially kind of the reconciliation of Christ and Satan, um, yep. because I come from a Christian background, and I I went through this long deconversion process. And, you know, I was, I was raised by an exorcist, and I've talked about that elsewhere. <laughs> my, my father's an exorcist, um, and okay. so kind of a crazy, crazy religious background, and went through this, you know, found out that I was gay, and then went through this long deconversion process, and still loving the image of Christ, uh, the best parts of Christ, um, yeah. not, not believing that he was divine, not believe, but, but loving the story. Of, of the God-man, loving that narrative, and still kind of feeling like it was a, a narrative that I could live my life by even if I couldn't believe the central creeds of the church. Um, but then uh, feeling more and more like I couldn't have a home in Christianity, and so I kind of started looking elsewhere, and then I discovered TST. And for me, TST is... Uh, it represents very much that reconciliation of opposites, where I don't feel like within TST I have to somehow purge my love of the symbol of Christ at all. You know, I I feel right. like yeah. I I feel like I have the freedom to love the symbol of Christ and to really fucking resonate with the symbol of Satan and and the Miltonian Satan and and the way I've described it in the past is it's I feel like a planet orbiting two stars two different stars and so it's almost like sometimes i feel like i'm i'm orbiting sometimes it feels like i'm closer to satan other times it feels like i'm closer to jesus um to me it's almost like they're two symbolic brothers uh representing two different ways of going about justice so everything you're saying about you know the the process's view of kind of the reconciliation of Satan and Jehovah and all that, all that stuff. I'm resonating yeah. with so much that that cl- really clicks for me. Um,
0: yeah, and, and myself as well. I mean, I was raised Catholic, and and unlike a lot of Catholics, I had actually a really great experience. Yeah, exactly. Me too.
1: Yeah. yeah, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I I almost converted.
0: Right, I, I learned to play guitar from a nun in the basement of a convent. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. An old nun named Sister Gertrude, and 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 uh, she was pretty cantankerous. But that uh, is she, awesome. I mean, she, you know, she, yeah, yeah, and uh, and but the people in the church were great, and you know, and I when I was 16, I left, and there was some discussion, but nobody shamed me or gave me a hard time about it. It was totally fine, and you know, I think. You know, it's um and I like the idea of Jesus as a rebel as well as Satan, and I think that Absolutely. it makes sense that the two of them would, you know, that would they would probably. I always say that if Jesus Christ, the real Jesus Christ, came back today, he probably would join KST. I
1: I one hundred percent agree, and and you know when people are, and here's the thing, you, you know, I I've been a religious writer, uh, a, a religious blogger for over a decade now, and um. Most of that has been writing about LGBT issues in Christianity, and that was kind of my niche. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I, I left Christianity—you know, my faith fell apart. I, I, my, superna- my faith in the supernatural and in a literal God fell apart, and I became an atheist, and, and I was kind of wandering, feeling really lonely, because I didn't feel like I could fit in the atheist world at all, um, because I still, I still felt like a deeply religious person. You know, I, I still felt like I, I yearned for religious community and religious symbol and, and structure and, and symbolism, um, not because I was enslaved to it in any way, but just because I loved it. Uh, but I didn't. I couldn't find that in the atheist world, and I couldn't find what I needed fully in the church either. And so, um, then I discovered TST, and people flipped the fuck. Out and what I've been trying, <laughs> and so I I lost a lot of followers, I, I uh, which yeah. is to be expected, you know I I lost a lot of my followers. However, I will say they've been matched almost person to person by by Satanists, you know say and uh, which is great, you know my my Patreon and my Twitter and is now flooded with Satanists, and they do make life much more fun. But what I what I try to tell people is I have not changed you know the person the person that you have been reading online for all these years has not changed my principles haven't changed i'm still the same person who loves justice who says fuck you to you know unjust and undue authority who still you know wants to burn down bullshit systems i'm the exact same person um it's just now there's satan instead of christ but but for me they are so similar symbolically. They, sure. they are almost, I, w- I won't say they're identical, because obviously they aren't, but they're very, very, very similar. Um, sure. So so one question that I wanted to ask you, um, and of course the moment I bring it up, it leaves my mind. Let me see if it's in my notes here. Um, <laughs> so we hit on this, but we didn't really get into it. The process was the subject of a lot of witch hunts. And, and moral panic. Um, yeah. And TST, of course, inspires a similar level of fear. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. but, it, but it seems like that moral panic was, you know, for example, they were um, accused of being involved in the Son of Sam murders and in the Manson murders and so on. Right. And the damage was done. You know the damage was was pretty intense, and it was probably contributed to the undoing of the process. Uh, do it, you? Do it had
0: you, everything to do with the, the undoing of it. Yeah.
1: Could yeah. you talk some about that? What What was it that about that witch hunt that undid the process?
0: Well, I think you know it was just it became like a pop. It, it's a whole different time, right? I mean, it, for us, it's it's a very different scenario because. Uh, we have a lot of support in the press, and, and a lot of major publications, like yeah. The Guardian, The New York Times, and, you know, major publications have, are really on our side, and um, and have been for quite a long time, and uh, it's a different world. I mean, back then, you know, even sensationalism was kind of a new thing, and... Um, in the Back media. then, we would have been burned and, at uh, the stake. Right, yeah. exactly. So, I think that, you know, they... And also, you know, I mean, they... When I talk to members of the process from that era, you know they really do talk about how the fact that you know they kind of chuckle when they talk about it, but that uh, the whole black robe and you know walking around with alsatian dogs and all that kind of stuff probably wasn't the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a great um, uh, idea but, <laughs> well, I do too, but you know like again, it was a different era <laughs> exactly you know? so there exactly was, there was the, so i think I think really it was a time and place, thing, and I think that uh that, you know, those missteps and just, you know, the, the, then Maury Terry and people like that, um, you know, taking advantage of, of that moment, uh, for their own, you know, just you know, for their own fame and fortune, uh, was really what was, was the undoing of, of, of the process. And I think, I think also when the hammer came down on them, I think it scared a lot of people and, yeah. um, you know, um, uh, you know, they're, they're not evil doers. These are people that are trying to do good in the world. And all of a sudden, you know, they've got, you know, law enforcement in their face and it's it's all going horribly wrong. And I think a lot of people just were like, OK, we need to step back from this at this point.
1: Are you worried about anything like that happening with TST?
0: Well, we always talk about it. I mean, I think we're very careful. It's yeah. uh, um, I was I was the one that started the L.A. chapter of TST and, um, way back when and you know, the one thing that I always did, um and granted it was Los Angeles, so you know it's a very progressive place, but uh, Yeah, the Satanists um, are
1: probably but, the least weird thing walking down the street.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean when we did the Black Mass in, in uh in um in LA, which was the biggest gathering that TST's ever had, we had 1500 people 1500 freaks show up. And, that's amazing
1: uh, and, oh my god
0: oh it was, it, it was incredible And then you know coven of ashes which is this amazing group of women who i adore in los angeles who uh, um do like real blood rituals came out and we had all this stuff happen in this one night uh, um i performed with some of my friends as well and,
1: um that's amazing from, uh,
0: skinny puppy and and ali collag who's another amazing la musician and um Allie and I were co-chapters of, of TST at that point. And, uh, it like that just blew up like crazy, but you know, it's LA. So like, there's no problem. Nobody had any issues. But the thing when we were doing protests there, uh, um, we did a, we did a a ritual in Lancaster, which is, um, uh, in the Antelope Valley. It's not too far from Los Angeles, extremely right-wing Christian town. Mm. And, uh, and, we showed up at city hall to deliver a copy of seven tenants and there was 200 protesters, 30 cops. And, uh, but the thing we always did was I would always call the police department before we did a protest and talk to whoever the officer was in charge of, you know, dealing with these kind of things, Mm -hmm. tell them who we were, you know, and make sure that everybody knew exactly what was going on. And, and really that that that's something that we really impress upon our membership is that, you need to engage with law enforcement. You need to ga- engage with people that, you know, are there to protect you and uh, and and make sure that that you know you, that you solve those problems before they happen. And and, yeah. and that's always worked really well for us. So it's, it's it's you know I think people understand where we're coming from. I think it, you know it's a different age. Sure, there's a lot of right-wing Christians who want to kill us. Yeah. Um, but honestly, you know, <laughs> we're skinny puppy. Like the stuff that that we did back in the day, like. Uh, We did a project in 2004 called The Greater Wrong of the Right, which was just basically a whole... You know, attack on the Bush administration, and we had scenes on stage where there was beheadings, you know, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and 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 um, of George Bush at the time. <laughs> and uh, and I've, I've been, I've I've literally been, I've been getting death threats for 25 years. Goodness, and it, you know, that's that's just that's just part of my life, and yeah. I'm totally fine with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten any death threats yet, but I've been getting you know all the other bullshit i've been getting you know we you're deceiving you're deceiving everyone you're going to hell i'm praying for you you piece of shit sure. and i'm sure. like that's great you can pray for me all you want just stay you know just just make sure it continues to be prayer and not anything else um
0: well you know I mean, my experience is, and, you know, I've had a lot of serious death threats over the years and a lot of women in TST, especially our, our female leadership, get all kinds of nasty stuff online. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is just, is just words and, uh, More it, and it, it is unfortunate. Yes. And I think, you know, with the, with the one thing that's really been positive is the documentary Hell Satan, since it's been released, has really Absolutely. punched through the mainstream
1: absolutely i could not believe that i i could not believe the degree to which it felt like every every week through the entire year you know another major venue or another you know major news outlet was covering it really favorably it was just blowing my mind
0: yeah and and also uh, you know thing i really enjoyed about that whole experience was watching some of the, you know, the, the coverage of uh, the Q&As that were happening, and, you know, there was, you know, people in the, in the audience who would put up their hand and be like, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I'm going to donate to the Satanic Temple.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I, I get stuff like that, too. You know, I, I get stuff from progressive Christians who are like, Stephen, I, I, I love what you're doing. I love the satanic temple and I think you should keep doing it. It's really, it's really bizarre now because like my Christian friends are now gifting me like Baphomet things or, <laughs> or, you know, like T <laughs> yeah, my Christians are buying me f- are buying me t-shirts with Satan on it. And it's just like, what a bizarre world. Uh, it's kind of beautiful. Yep. my, my, Biggest patron on Patreon is a Lutheran minister, and he just thinks it's fantastic. Uh, It so, yeah. I'm so. So basically, what I'm hearing you say is: a We live in a different time, and so what would have gotten TST, you know, murdered um, decades ago now is a platform for us. Provides us a platform, but also that TST is just smarter about it. um, That. That TST is, is thinks through things in a way that maybe the process didn't. The process kind of felt like it was just winging everything.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I think, I think, uh, um, I think the process was more of a personality cult at the core of it. Sure. Um, and it was it wasn't really strategic. I mean, it was based on, De Grimston's writings for the most part. I mean, there was several people writing literature for the process, but I think the Grimston was really the anchor and and you know and that's a very different scenario than tst where you know they the the process was not uh a a politically active um strategic cult in any way really yeah you know it's it's you know they were almost like a knee-jerk reaction to the to you know drop in and tune out or whatever it was you know the sort of mantra of the 60s at that time um but uh um so I think you know that that there was a there was a bunch of people and a very small group of people really that were trying to find themselves and define themselves in a time where in that era people felt like they had the freedom to do, to do that. Um it's a very different vector than what TST is. Yeah. You know TST uh is 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 based in um activism and creating a religion that speaks to the other and absolutely and, uh, you know, and I think that that's, it's, 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 there's just very core differences, but there is, there's also a lot of similarities in the way that we, you know, enact the religion and represent ourselves as well.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Do you think that—so uh, so you keep using the word cult in, in kind of more of a neutral way. Do you see the word cult as maybe more complicated than just completely evil?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I mean, uh, uh, I don't think, I mean, in no way is TSD a cult, but, uh, but the process, uh, that's the label that they use for themselves, you know, so it's, it's. Uh, huh.
1: um, okay.
0: and I think that, yeah, they were deviant, that's, that's what they described themselves as, a deviant psychotherapy cult. Um, <laughs> there's a book by William, <laughs> William Sims Bain, Bain, Bainbridge, who we actually know, um, uh, it's called Satan's Power, and William was not. I wouldn't say he was uh, technically a member of the process, but he was definitely embedded for a while. And so, if you really want to know the whole history of the, of the process, that's a book that that uh, you can you can still find. There's copies of it on Amazon.
1: That's awesome. I'll be hunting that down. Yeah, and especially after watching the documentary and talking to you, I'm going to be hunting down lots of literature on it because I just I just find it fascinating. Um,
0: yeah. Well, you should you should definitely uh, uh, look for uh, copies of the magazines because. So you know they did a lot of, uh, of yeah publishing. So that, you know and the magazines were titled Love, Sex, Death, Fear, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Lucien and I years ago um, uh, I was just talking about the the process magazines which uh, which were really iconic and that's one of the first things that Genesis showed me and they were titled Love, Sex, Death and Fear and. Um, <laughs> so uh lucy uh, lucy and i got to, to in touch with a gentleman named timothy wiley who was one of the original members of the process and was living right off the grid in new mexico and we went and spent a weekend with him and uh recorded six hours of interviews which i'm actually going to release pretty soon Oh, uh, uh, i can't wait
1: that's amazing
0: It's uh, so yeah it's really good and uh um uh it's uh yeah it, it, he is it, he's an iconic character and he actually wrote a book that Adam Parfrey um uh, uh published called Love Sex Death and Fear as well and it's his whole it's chronicle, chronicles his whole history of the process really good read timothy was a very interesting character um and the book is very much his perspective as opposed to i think other people's perspective, but it's mm. it's a super entertaining
1: so what mistakes that did the process make that you feel like TST is learning or has learned from? You know, I, I feel like they the process probably uh, made some massive mistakes in other religions. And you know, it doesn't have just have to be the process. But what mistakes did the process make that you feel like TST is deliberately not making?
0: Well, I think with TST uh, again, I think that the process at its core. Again, was a personality cult, and I think that Marianne was very much the kind of orchestrated orchestrated the demise of of, of the organization, and um, and then she went on to form Best Friends Animal Shelter in Utah. After that, mm. um, but uh, but with TST, I mean, we early on we created the National Council, which I was originally a member of. Um, and, and we have, you know, and that's grown now to the international council. So we, there, there has always been checks and balances, um, in terms of the way that we operate and, um, you know, I myself was a part in, um, had a part in creating a lot of the original, um, infrastructure, uh, and mm-hmm. rules and regulations for the way the TST would work internally. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like the process really ever did that. It was more of like, uh, Marianne being a dictator. Um, and uh, and you know they were all. It, I mean, everybody was fucking everybody in the process, and it was just mm-hmm. it was a big mess. You know, at the core, so the the core basically just dissolved and ended up with a lot of hurt feelings. And and um, uh, that's TST is, is is very official in the way that it operates at its core, and it's it's an organization you know with structure. Yeah, I don't really feel like the process had that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's almost like trying to put in the checks and balances from the very get-go. So so that the the religion, you know, this amazing new religious movement that we're part of called the Satanic Temple that has been so positive for so many of us won't just devolve into, you know, some kind of weird sex cult or something. <laughs> some some kind no, of totally. satanic bloodletting sex cult, which I mean granted I might be really fucking into that, but <laughs> uh, still, probably wouldn't be a good not thing. The only one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like TSD is a license for that kind of stuff as well. But at the same time, it's it's, it's even if Lucian or Malcolm, you know, uh, I mean, if they, if there was a big misstep, uh, there would be um, consequences for anybody. Yeah, and uh, and sure, there's been lots of mistakes, and we've learned a lot of things the hard way along the way. For sure, but um, but but. But there is checks and balances, and that's a that's a trend that's growing in the, within the organization.
1: That's good, and you know, one of the things that I do appreciate about TST is, you know, as a member, and I'm not I'm not part of a chapter. I'm I'm out here, kind of a lone Satanist in Appalachia, on the edge of Pisgah National yeah. Forest, just surrounded by cows and meth and whatnot, and Baptists. <laughs> oh, I am in Asheville, though, so it's. Um, you know, Asheville is pretty, you know, crazy friendly. Asheville's
0: beautiful. Yeah, I love yeah. It. yeah I love I'm it.
1: I'm that yeah, I'm basically in Asheville. I'm in a town outside of Asheville. So it it it's gorgeous and amazing and super witchy here. So I feel right at home. But um yeah. one thing that I do love about TST is how I never f I've never felt like it is about Lucian. It is it isn't about Lucian, it isn't about Malcolm it isn't about any of the leaders it's about the community and it's about me as a member and it's about the individual members and and I've always gotten that vibe from them and that's one thing that I've really appreciated that and I've I feel like I've heard Lucian say maybe say that maybe not exactly like that like you know it this isn't about him this is about the community it's about the people who are involved, and I, I just love that. I think that's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lucian's become a very famous guy. Um, I've watched that happen to him, you know, from being a friend of mine. That you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, we have been friends for so long. You know, he's one of my oldest friends. Yeah, and um, and you know, and he's. I know, per, I know for a fact that he really struggled with, you know, that. And uh, you know, at first they tried to, to to have other people represent the temple, but the, I mean, the thing about Lucian is he's. A legit, brilliant human being. Like yes, he's So he well is. read, you know, and um, and he's he's, he's such a you know he's a good person, and he never wanted to have the limelight at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that he realized at one point that um, that if you know somebody ha- somebody had to step up and represent the temple properly and be able to navigate those waters and he was the guy that had the mental uh, chops to be able to do that so he just kind of accepted that role yeah um but i'm I'm pretty sure that like yes you know he really is he's a legit genius and i think that you know given if there was any other opportunity for him not to be in the limelight he would he would take it sure (laughs) i'm sure he would
1: sure so i i kind of want to take the last few minutes here to talk about this new project uh we've alluded to it uh, because yep. Sympathy for the Devil is on TST-TV, but talk some about yes, what TST-TV is, because it's, I think it's a really cool concept of and, and kind of the broader goal of what it's trying to accomplish.
0: Absolutely. So uh, this was something that uh, Lucian and I had talked about oh, a couple of years ago, really. Um, it took a long time for us to really get things up and running, Um uh, we originally had been approached by a entity called Diddy Space, um, uh, which hosts all kinds of esoteric programming, ghost hunting shows, and things like that. And um, they had offered offered us to channel on their space. Uh, and we, had, after long discussions, had worked out an agreement with them. Uh, but as as the whole relationship developed, realized that they didn't really have the technology that we needed to represent ourselves the way that we wanted to. So we we sort mm-hmm. of went out off on our own at that point. Um, but the original idea with TST is that, you know, I know that Lucian and I both feel really strongly about this, about the, the quote unquote Facebook echo chamber and, you know, with the forum on Facebook with TST, there's so much problematic behavior, um, especially with the explosive growth of the organization. And, and I, my, my background is, is primarily a, a filmmaker and, um, and, you know, I've produced a lot of television for most of the major networks in the UK and Canada. Mm. And, um, and so we started talking about this idea of a streaming network and, um, as a, as a means to, uh, create a platform where we could have real time conversations with the membership and have, you know, there's so much creativity within your organization as well and, and give a platform for people to be able to express themselves, mm. uh, in a way where, you know, it wasn't Facebook. So it's like, Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, you know, and and so the programming that we've been starting to create and will continue to is really based on two-way communication. Um, and uh, so, you know, the idea that people are contentious with TST or that you know we have issues like there's always this huge raging debate going on with COS, for instance. So we're we're uh, um, of uh, One Satan of our main for, programs for the right people
1: now. for the people in the back. COS Church of Satan. Okay, go on.
0: Yes, Church of Satan. <laughs> yeah. So. So, uh, so you know, we, uh, you know, uh, our leadership will say online things like, well, we respect Anton LaVey and, and he, you know, and what he brought to Satanism. And then, you know, the Facebook forum will explode with people hating on TOS and all that kind of stuff on Church of Satan. And um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, so the first the first show that we launch is called The Devil's Dispatch. And that's our bi-weekly news show that yeah. uh, is um, uh, hosted by Sue Dahan and uh, Jack Materko
1: who right. is a multiple sacred tension guest, by the way. So people who remember right. Jack Maturko, you should go check him out on uh, Devil's Dispatch.
0: And also he has another show on TST called An Ongoing and Necessary Pursuit, which is his own uh, interview yes. show, which is really good too.
1: Yeah, agreed. So it's uh,
0: so, so we have, an, we have an episode of The Devil's Dispatch coming up, which is going to be engaging directly with the Church of Satan. Okay. Uh, which I think is going to be really interesting. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, there's a Swedish filmmaker, a Swedish filmmaker named, Carl uh, Abramson and Carl, um, um, made a great documentary about Anton. And there's a lot of footage of the people have never seen of on the day. And, uh, it's a feature length uh, documentary and we're gearing up to release that at the same time. So I, I think it's going to, um, have a lot of people running into the hill screaming and tearing out their hair, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I mean, the whole concept of the platform was to create a, a very interactive and no-holds-barred, you know, um, world where Satanists can express themselves. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 really in its nascent stage. I'm really working on a lot of acquisitions right now, um, and trying to nice. you know I want to I want the station to become the center point of you know of. Media and historically and and in the present, that's related to Satanism, mm. so that people have access to all that material. And uh, and but we're we're launching shows uh, all the time. Chicago is about to launch a, uh, an amazing show called The Heretics of Castus, which is a live D anD D interactive show where. Um,
1: It'll be so much uh, fun! Uh, I can't uh, wait.
0: Oh, I know yeah 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 and 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 also they're 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 going to allow the audience to participate in in the decision making in terms of what you know the, the moves that are made within the game and so on and so forth cool. um, i I'm, cool. I'm working on launching a, a new a new show called flesh uh, which has been on the books for a long time hmm. um, and uh flesh is going to be uh, a call-in show um uh, which is all about satanic sexuality which of course encompasses the whole world of you know, of sexuality within our organization. Absolutely. Uh, Obviously we have, yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about TST is diversity in terms of, you know, gender identifications and our huge trans populace and all that stuff's going to be part of that. So we're going to, we're going to, and also it's going to be super fun and naughty because, we can do whatever we want with this platform. So, <laughs> it's, uh, we're 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 going to be looking to engage users in any way that they like.
1: <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. So um, so TST did like this uh, big launch for the streaming service uh, on Halloween. On Halloween, yeah. And uh, I was watching some of it, and my partner uh, got really bored because he was like man there isn't any nudity or sex rich like satanic sexual rituals or anything like this is really boring yeah. and i'm like just wait baby i'm i'm sure i'm sure it's coming at some point
0: <laughs> it is totally coming it's totally Good. coming. yeah the, the naughty part of satanism will be on tst very soon <laughs> um, and, Great. Uh, and also we're gonna we're we're gonna uh, uh there's a private facebook group, group uh, called trans satanic yeah. Which, uh, which I got I before I opted out because I'm I'm, I'm cis, uh, but uh, um, uh, I got to watch that group explode into 500 members in a week.
1: Nice. Very nice. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah and we, so we, we have, have such a to... huge LGBT population. It, it's great.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And and so we're going to we're going to actually create a series called Transatanic, uh, mm. which will be a probably a biweekly or a weekly series. Not sure yet. Uh, which is by and for the trans community, Um, current events, news, and just like in-depth look into trans culture as well. So really excited about that.
1: That's awesome. I'm so excited. And, you know, there's just so much, I think what excites me so much about being part of TST and, you know, we all contribute in our own way, and, and you know, I, I feel like I, I do what I can to contribute to the culture by, you know, just writing blogs and talking to people like you on a podcast, and I'm not in any official capacity, but just cultivating kind of spaces for conversation, and what excites me so much about being part of this community is that it's still a new religious movement, which means that we can kind of, shape the religion that we want to see and yeah you know we're we're building this new thing and that to me is just so exciting so I'm super excited to see where this platform is going to go and the new shows that are coming out on TST TV um, I think it's going to be absolutely amazing
0: that's yeah uh, I'm, I'm super excited as well and you know, just uh, uh, so people are aware, uh, we you know we're we're open to ideas um, uh, in terms of you know development for for the platform as well. And it's uh, it's uh, you know TST has uh, primarily been a volunteer organization up to this point, mm. but uh, with um, with TSTV, it's it's uh, we do a fifty-fifty profit share with any content creators. Mm. So if there's people out there that have solid ideas, uh, I definitely encourage them to get in touch with us and, and for talk sure. To
1: us about it. Yeah, for sure. So content creators uh maybe your yeah if whatever sort of content you do if if it's satany or satan adjacent be sure to reach out to william morrison and maybe he can uh he'll check it out all righty well is there anything else is there anything we missed in this conversation that you wished we touched on Mm, i
0: don't think so no i think we covered it pretty
1: much great great fantastic um now do so where can people find tst tv
0: the satanic uh, temple TV.
1: great yeah so and satanic temple.com of course is the main website and then satanic the satanic temple TV is the streaming service and for people who might have ideas for shows or content where do they submit that to
0: they can there's a link actually on the on the homepage. so if you go to that you can you can click on that and uh and that email will get sent out to us and and we can review the uh the submissions or the ideas
1: fantastic all right well william it has been so much fun uh talking to you and uh maybe we can do this again sometime
0: absolutely thank you very much
1: my pleasure all right well that is it for this show as usual the music is by the jelly rocks and eleventy seven eleventy Seven's new album basic glitches is out on itunes spotify or wherever you listen to music be sure to download it and enjoy it the artwork is by ramakrishna das this show is edited produced recorded and written by me Stephen bradford long and it is a production of rock candy recordings we're going to close with a song from basic glitches and as always hail satan and thanks for listening